Hey, Mon. Hey, yeah. Guess What's what? Up? What? We haven't done the quiz yet. Oh, the quiz. Because we were too busy being happy. Too busy being happy on your happy, happy birthday. Well, it's the World Happiness Day. International World Happiness Day. You know it. Okay, who am I? How about I give you two clues at once? All right, two clues at once. Here it comes. Okay, in Hosea 6, the Lord said that Judah and Ephraim are like I was because they broke the covenant. Who am I? Are you stumped? Do you have a confused look on your face, which I'm very really? happy really? about. <laughs> no, 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 no. Read it again. Read it one In more time. Hosea 6, the Lord says that Judah and Ephraim are like I was because they broke the covenant. Okay, I've got an idea. You've got an idea. But okay. I could be wrong. Let me hit you with clue two. When I was 930 years old, okay, yeah, no. I died. <laughs> I do know who it is now. Okay, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> if you think but you know the answer, you can give us a call. I did not know it at the first one. I had a rough idea <laughs> and it was completely wrong. Someone who made it to 930 years. How old are you now? Oh, you don't want to tell us? That's fine. I am 46. Oh, congratulations. 46 yes. years young. So, 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number to call if you think you know the answer to the quiz or you can text me on 0491-064-669 or just jump on our Facebook, Faith FM Australia and let us know on our wall and we will send you the prize. But Lyle, yes. let's get into our Bible study. Bible study today, book of Galatians. Let's go to chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. And I want you to read for me the 6 through 9. Galatians chapter 3, verses 6 to 9. Mm-hmm. In the same way, Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. The real children of Abraham, then, are those who put their faith in God. What's more, the scriptures looked forward to this time when God would declare the Gentiles to be righteous because of their faith. God proclaimed this good news to Abraham long ago when he said, All nations will be blessed through you. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. Okay, so let's think about this for a moment. Paul has been arguing against legalism and in favor of salvation by grace through faith all Mm -hmm. through the book of Galatians. And as we noticed yesterday, he began his argument by pointing out that his argument was in agreement with the apostles in Jerusalem, unlike what other people had been saying. Mm -hmm. He then continues by outlining the personal experience of the Galatians themselves. Like, did you receive the Holy Spirit because you were obedient enough to get the Holy Spirit? I don't think so. Mm. Then he continues by going to Scripture and saying, well, this is what the Bible says, appealing to Scripture. But now he appeals to Abraham. Why do you think he goes there? It's a really good question. I mean, Abraham was a like a really obedient guy, right? Yes. He was like super obedient, wasn't he? Yeah. Where was where, give me some examples where Abraham was super obedient. Well, I mean, God told Abraham to leave his family and journey into a foreign land. Yes. And, and that would did. be very challenging when you consider that Abraham was a very very wealthy person. Mm-hmm. And Packed so traveling traveling it would would have involved a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. So not only was he a very in, incredibly wealthy person where traveling involved a lot of effort, but on top of that, Abraham was living in the most civilized city mm. on the planet. Mm. You know, you think of the most technologically advanced city in our world today, which one would it be? I'm not sure. Oh, mercy. Maybe one of the Asian cities or Dubai. Wakanda. Yeah. Yeah, we're taking a lot of a lot of faith and a lot of obedience to do that, to leave a place where like it's the pinnacle of everything in the planet at that point and then go out, I guess, into like the wilderness. That's right, because in those days the middle the, the Palestine, the promised land, was pretty much a developing country. Mm. And, you know, very um, backwards compared to, you know, he, he became a nomad. Yeah. Okay, so that would have taken a lot of faith and, and then, a lot of obedience. Yeah, and then there was, of course, I guess, I, I don't know, almost like the piece de la resistance where he almost sacrificed his son. Because um, he was prepared to go that yeah. far in his obedience to God. Mm-hmm. And the Lord asked him to do that, even though he didn't go through with it, praise the Lord. Um, 
But yeah, yeah. It was a, it's, it's a real he was hallmark to, of his obedience. He was willing to accept circumcision, mm. which was a major issue right here in the book of Galatians. You know, this was the big thing that the legalists were trying to push. You have push. You have to be circumcised to be saved. Mm-hmm. And Abraham, yes, he was willing to accept that even when he was an adult and God said, this is what I want you to do. He's like, yep, okay, I'll, I'll obey. I will do it. So Abraham was a very, very, very obedient person, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. So he's a great example for the legalizers to say to the Galatians, you need to be like Abraham, not like Paul, don't you think? Because they could say, Abraham, here he is. He is the father of our race. He is the hero of our nation. He is the most obedient person. Abraham always obeyed God. Therefore, be like Abraham. Because Abraham was justified. He was made right because he obeyed. Yes, that's difficult. I mean, how can they slice and dice and be, you know, just try to discern what Abraham's motives were, though? So, which they can't. So they're basically still getting Christ wrong, mm-hmm. essentially, and saying, you know, how is it that Christ accepts us? Is it through his, through his works or our works? So, but that's it's crazy. Why would they? Why would they pick Abraham when they could never have asked Abraham, "Hey, why did you obey?" This is a very relevant question. The other thing that they conveniently do Mm. in looking at their great hero, Abraham, is miss some of his faults. Yeah, and they also missed out the fact that the Galatians, they were Celtic believers, Mm -hmm. and who is Abraham to them? He's the father of the Jewish nation. He's not the father of Christianity. Mm. If you're going to look at the father of Christianity, you've either got to look at Jesus Christ or you've got to look at Adam or, you know, wherever. Uh, but you can't look at, uh, at at Abraham. One of the things that they miss out is that Abraham was not entirely obedient. Yeah, he wasn't. In fact, Abraham did some worse sins I wouldn't mind betting than anybody here listening today has ever committed. Really? So if you think you've done something worse than Abraham, no, don't give us a call and yeah. tell us about it. <laughs> but if you'd like to comment, you can give us a call and uh, we'd love to hear from you. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Maybe you can fill us in on some of the terrible things that Abraham did. So let me give you an example of this, all right? Mm -hmm. Let's say that uh, you fall in love with somebody and you get married and you're super in love and life is wonderful Mm -hmm. and you are traveling to a far country together. And while you're traveling, your husband comes along and says, you know, um, you are incredibly beautiful. Oh, honey. You would feel super nice about that, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. You'd be like, oh, wow, that's so wonderful. And because of your beauty, it's actually going to create a little bit of danger when we get to this country for me. Okay. So people might in this country, they might want to attack me uh, so that they can take you because of your incredible beauty. Okay. So what I want you to do is, yeah, just don't tell people you're my wife. Tell them you're my sister instead. What? That way, when they come and they see your beauty, they will just take you and I'll be spared alive. That's disgraceful. (laughs) How would you feel at this point? Really unloved and unprotected by my spouse. (laughs) You'd be like, man, do I know how to pick them or what? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Seriously, what kind of a loser would do that? Yeah. So much for a man, you know, sticking up, being the man and sticking up for his wife and and putting his life on the line to to protect his wife. Abraham's just completely just wussing out of this one and he's like, yeah, just tell him you're my sister, you know. And and of course, they go down to Egypt and and Egypt was a dangerous place at that time and Pharaoh looks at Sarah and she was a beautiful woman. She was a a total stunner. Mm. And he's like, yeah, okay. And Abraham's like, yeah, she's my sister. It's like, fine, I'll have her. And God had to step in and work a miracle to rescue Sarah from Pharaoh. What a, what a total coward. Oh, I mean, it's bad enough that he lied and that yeah. he convinced her to lie, but then to also just leave her in it, basically. A loser. Yeah, a that's, loser that's of the, shameful yeah, behavior. That is absolutely disgusting behavior. Stick your wife in it. Okay, so it starts there. It starts okay. there, right? It only starts there? Oh, it just starts there. So then, then they want to have children, and they mm-hmm. can't have children, and it's not working. And God's like, you're, the father, you're going to be the father of a great nation. And so Abraham and Sarah... Uh, decide that they will help God out. And Sarah's like, well, take my uh, handmaid and have a child by her. So he has an affair. And Abraham's like, yeah, she's young and she's pretty and why not? Oh, and so he has Abraham. an affair. 
and what of a mess that created and, and, and the descendants of those two races are still fighting each other 4,000 years later. Wow. One stupid mistake 4,000 years later still. Yeah. Wow. And then, of course, God comes back and he's like, you know what? Um, yeah, your son Ishmael. No, it's going to be um, somebody that Sarah gives birth to. Mm-hmm. And Abraham, as a result of that, turns around and laughs at God. Mercy. Okay, so when you think about this, when I said that Abraham probably did things that are worse than any of you as a listener have ever done, are you starting to get the yeah, picture here? I yeah. mean, have you ever laughed at God, laughed at his face? No recollection whatsoever of ever laughing at no, God. and I don't think um, our listener would think so either. Uh, and then we find that Eventually, Abraham is a really slow learner because it was in Genesis chapter 12 where he lies about Sarah being his wife and says, she's my sister. Mm. But if you go down to the end of his life, and this tells you something about how stunningly beautiful Sarah must have been because she's a very old woman. She's over 100 years old at this particular time. Mm -hmm. In Genesis chapter 20, he moves to another part of the country, this time in Palestine, where Life is a little bit dangerous, and there is a man there by the a Canaanite by the name of Abimelech, and he's a bit worried for his safety in the presence of Abimelech, and he lies again. It's like, oh no, no, Sarah's my sister. Oh. So he was a slow learner who, you know, he learnt faith in God, and then he lost his faith in God, and then he learnt faith in God, and he lost his faith in God. Sounds a little bit like a human being, doesn't he? Yeah, and yet, and yet, these people are holding him up as a as a, a picture of obedience. That's right. In fact, God calls himself the God of Abraham. And he calls himself that in many, many different places of the Bible. He's like, okay, you don't know who I am? Let me tell you who I am. I am the God of Abraham. And I don't know about you, Mon, but if I was a friend of Abraham at this particular time, I'd be like, Abraham? Who? I don't know Abraham. You know, a, a disaster of an individual like that? Nope, not me. Never heard of the guy. <laughs> I wouldn't want to have anything anything to do with Abraham. I wouldn't want my name associated with such an abject coward as Abraham. Yeah. And yet God stands up and boldly puffs out his chest and says, you want to know who I am? I am the God of Abraham. That's who I am. And here's why. Why? Because Abraham is exhibit A of the power of God's grace to change a person. Oh, amen. And so he's like, you want to know who I am? I am the kind of person who can take a coward like this and make him the father of a great nation. That's who I am. That's the God that I am. Because God's all about changing power, isn't he? Absolutely. He wants to change us. He wants to change the world. Yes. And he wants to make us better people. He wants to make the world a better place by making us better people. I love it. Yeah. And so this is why... Uh, Of course, it's such a great example for Paul to go to Abraham because the legalizers, they've gone to Abraham and said, oh, he was super obedient. Paul's like, okay, you want to go to Abraham? Let's go there. They both go to Abraham. Let's let's go to Abraham. Let's talk about Abraham. Uh And he's like, well, you know, how was it that Abraham was justified? How, How does the Bible say that Abraham was justified or made righteous? Was he made righteous because he did enough good things? Mon, why don't you read for us uh, Genesis? Let me just try to remember where this is. I think it's like Genesis chapter maybe 15. Uh huh. Um, and verse 6. Yeah, try that one. Genesis 15 and verse 6. And Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Okay, so the Bible says that Abraham did enough good things, and God counted him righteous because of all the good things that he did. No, because of his faith. Oh, what, what, what? Which is what Galatians also said like about three times, but it was definitely because of his faith, not because of his works. Okay, so Abraham becomes a major theme in the rest of the book of Galatians. And it's all about Abraham's faith. Amen. We're going to have a quick song break and we'll get back to Abraham's faith, whether or not it was by works or whether or not it was by Christ's works in him. Here's a quick song, Malvinus.
could not satisfy. But then I heard my Savior speaking, drawn from the well that never shall run dry. There are millions in this world who are craving the pleasures earthly things afford but none can match the wondrous treasure that I find in Jesus Christ my Lord fill the things this world gave you. Leave hungers that won't pass away. My Venus, like the woman at the well here on Faith FM, and we have been studying the book of Galatians. We have been looking into the story of Abraham and how that Abraham was a righteous person, even though he did some terrible things. Yeah, he sure did some real, real horrid things there. You know who else, it's just a side point, you know who else God often identifies himself as? Who? The God of David. David did some horrible things He's as like, well. He's like, I'm the God of King David, your father. He mm. uses that term on a number of different occasions. And I think that there are probably very few people out there who have committed adultery and then murder on top of it to try and cover that up. Mm, yeah, absolutely. But I think it's heartening because if God calls himself the God of those people and he changes them, 
Surely that means he can change us and that's be right. our God as well. And that's right? why God is doing it. That's what, That's exactly why God is saying, I am the God of David, I am the God of Abraham, because he's saying, look at the disaster these people made, look at the terrible decisions they made, look at the how they ruined their lives, and yet look what I was able to do as a result of that. Yeah, not, not because they were so great, do I call them, you know, do I call myself my, the God of them? I, it's because of the relationship I have with them. Exactly. Mm. All right, where were we up to? We were looking at the story of... That's right. Okay, read for me Genesis chapter 15, verse 6 again. There was a point there that I wanted to bring out. Oh, oh, quiz. Oh, yeah, let's pop out another clue for the quiz just quickly before we read that verse. So the first clue was in Hosea 6, the Lord says that Judah and Ephraim are like I was because they broke the covenant. Clue two was... I was a hundred and sorry, nine hundred and thirty years old when I died. And the third clue is Seth is my son. Shall I give another clue? Just one more. Why not? Okay, fourth clue. There is no suitable helper found for me before woman was created. Who am I? One eight hundred Faith FM. Wow. Let us know. Wow, it's getting okay. So it's we, who was who was the who was the Seth is my son. Seth is there my is son. no suitable helper found for father me before woman Seth. was created. Mm-hmm. And he was also the father of a, two other boys whose names are in the Bible. One of whom died. Yeah, you can say their names. Okay. Cain and Abel. The father of Cain, Abel and Seth. Who am I? All right. Okay, Genesis 15 verse 6 says, And Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. In the book of Galatians, mm-hmm. Paul uses the term justification, and he borrows that word from the legal system. So justification is where somebody is declared innocent. They are declared just. They are declared righteous. So the court finds you innocent. Mm-hmm. And so when we are justified, God finds us innocent because of the death of Jesus Christ. He finds us innocent even though we aren't. That's, that's right. Okay. <coughs> Okay, so if he, he borrows one word from the legal system, he now moves from the legal system to the area of business. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice here that the word is counted. And if we go over to the book of Galatians, we find that it says exactly the same thing in verse uh, chapter 3, verse 6. Even as Abraham believed God, it was accounted to him for righteousness. And so my old KJV version uses the word accounted which is a word of accounting. So this is business that we're talking about now. And the word that Paul uses is a word that describes credit. So it was credited to him. So if somebody credits something to you, what do you then have? I have something I can spend. (laughs) That's exactly right. Yeah. You have been given a gift, isn't that so? Yeah, absolutely. And so if money is credited to you, you can then spend that money in the store. I think you had some money credited yeah, to you recently. Just yesterday I took a took something back to the store and they gave me a card with credit on it. And this is a little bit different than mm-hmm. that. This is more like the situation where you have signed up at the store and they've been sending you spam and for the privilege of sending you spam at the end of the year they credit you $20 on your account to go and spend Oh that yeah, store. that's right. It's that kind of credit yeah, that we're talking about Yeah, I did get here. that. I have some outstanding still. I can go spend it today actually. Yeah, it was for my birthday that they just send me like a, a credit notice for my va- for my um, birthday. Yeah, I think they're pretty confident you're going to spend more than the money oh, they Oh, absolutely. You. <laughs> you know it. Like, yeah, I know how to get this girl back into this <laughs> shop. <laughs> So, Paul uses this word that is credit. So, if we look at what it says here, even as Abraham believed God and it was credited to him for righteousness. Mm. Other translations is reckoned, imputed, although that's a probably a, more of a theological term. It was given as a gift to him for righteousness because of his faith. And so if we look at the life of Abraham, we find that Abraham, yes, there was times in his life when he was a man of tremendous faith. And because he was a man of tremendous faith, he um, on, on occasions you know, did great things for God. At other times, there was instances where he really lost his faith in God and was very you know, far from God. He, he really didn't know, you know, he, he started to fall into sin and, and God forgave him for that sin and credited credited righteousness to him. So then it comes down to this. Okay, so the Bible is clear mm-hmm. that what is placed to our accounts is righteousness. 
So what should be on our account? So when he looks, when God looks up our account, okay, what does what does Monica owe me? Mm. Or what does what what do you as a listener owe God? Well, you as a listener owe God your life because you are a sinner, and God wants to get rid of sin, and the only way He can get rid of sin is to get rid of you, because mm. that's what's on your account. Mm-hmm. But by accepting the grace of Jesus Christ through faith, God comes along and He changes your account. And so when God looks at your account, he sees on your account and says, okay, what this person offers uh, owes me is, well, actually nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. So I'm going to give him life. Wow. So salvation or justification is what is credited to us. And praise the Lord for that. Yeah. I was thinking about this during the week, you know, because the Bible says that the father judges no man but has committed all judgment to the son. Mm-hmm. And so the son comes along and pleads our case as our defense. You know, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He pleads our case, and then, as our judge, he declares us righteous. We are going to have a quick break, and then we're going to come back with Darren Pratt Family Matters. It's a new segment that we're having. It's quite wonderful. And we'll be back after that with the question of the day. So if you have a question you'd like us to answer, just ring us up. We'll see if we can answer it on air. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne make all my wants and wishes known.
God has already done isn't enough for you, nothing's going to be enough for you. Because it's meant to be real. And real life stories have baggage. We know that Peter's a loose cannon. It's all about context. And he chose different personalities to express that because his personality is infinite. If it's a love song written to us, when we're at our lowest points, we've got back up. Like a lot of the rational arguments for the existence of God, they tend to work better after you believe. Hi, this is Luke from oztabletalk.com.au. Please join myself and some of my closest friends as we explore our faith through conversation, Bible study, interviews, and more. You can find us online at oztabletalk.com.au. That's oz as in Australia, A-U-S, tabletalk.com.au. Looking forward to seeing you there. Bye. I'm so glad that's recorded because I want to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Someone called it a care package there. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
make a difference and grow lifelong faith. You're listening to Family Matters on Faith FM with Darren Pratt. There's a train coming You don't need no baggage And just to get on board All you need is faith On the diesel You don't need no ticket No, no, just thank the Lord There's a train coming You don't need no baggage And just to get on board All you need is something To hear the diesel humming You don't need no ticket Just thank the Lord And people get ready For the train to it's picking up passengers from coast to coast And faith is the key Open the doors and bottom This room for all And to love the most to Human Nature. People get ready here on Faith FM. Where are we up to with our quiz? We are at the last clue. Okay, the last clues. Let's throw that last clue and then let's let our question of the day. Somebody send in Mm. a really cool question. Okay, the last clue is who am I? Eve is my wife. 
Nah. Mm, that's really easy. If you think of the a answer, coming your way, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM or text us on 0491-064-669 or jump on our Facebook, Faith FM Australia. And we will send you the prize if you get the answer right. Who Eve's husband was? Yes. And our question of the day. What's our question for the day? Something to do with an ark and some animals. Yeah. How did all the animals fit on the ark? How did they all fit in the ark, Lyle? You think that would be a problem? I mean, I've been to the zoo mm. and I've seen how many animals there are and I know that's not even all of them. Mm-hmm. How'd they get all in a boat? Okay, so this is a very valid question that a lot of people ask and they look at the size of the ark and they say, well, that was actually impossible, so this story is just a myth. Mm-hmm. Well, Ken, Ken Ham in the United States in Kentucky has probably conclusively proved it wrong by actually building an ark to biblical dimensions. Are you serious? He has. So you can go there and it's a whole tourist exhibition and you can walk through and you can see, you know, all how the flood took place or, you know, different flood models and, and well, so forth. That just made it to my bucket list. Yeah, and you can see how all of the animals were able to fit on the ark. So let's let's deal with a couple of ark facts as we get just, into just one question. this question. Yeah. Does this guy actually have, you know... One of each animal to fit onto his fake ark. No, he just built the ark to life size, and then said, and then and then demonstrated. Okay, this is how many you can fit on there. So he didn't round up all the animals of the planet. And he did not do that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Okay, so first think about this. Mm-hmm. Um, the ark was one of the largest wooden boats ever built. Um, one of the top three largest wooden boats ever built. So she'd be up there with uh, the uh, famous Chinese junk. From uh, Zenghi from the 1400s and the Greek trireme uh, Tesseren Torres um, were the, probably the three biggest wooden boats ever built. So, this is a big ship that we're talking about. This is no. Like Titanic big? This is very, very large. In fact, depending on what cubit. So, the ark is described in the Bible as being 300 cubits long. Mm-hmm. So, if you use the modern cubit, fingertip to elbow. So, it's a modern human cubit. Whose fingertip to elbow? That was a standard one. Okay. Um, she would have been uh, 140 metres long, four and a half storeys high, and displaced 15,000 tonnes. Wow. So that's decent. That's, that's a decent huge. size ship. That's a very, very large ship. She would have been more than 1.5 football fields long. She could have held 450 semi-trailers or 120,000 sheep. Okay, that's a lot. Start to put that in perspective? Yeah. Okay, now when you think about the animals in our planet, the largest animals on our planet, like an elephant, in its juvenile form, is not that much bigger than a sheep. Yeah, that's true. And you didn't have to take adults onto the ark. In fact, the reptiles all could, could have all come on as eggs. Yeah, they could have all just fit in a bag. Yeah, big bag of reptile eggs. Okay, I'll put that in the corner right there and hope that none of those hatch. hatch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> amen to that. Okay, so that's using the, uh, the current human cubit. Mm-hmm. There are those who argue that it was an Egyptian cubit that was used. Now, the Egyptian cubit is... So, the standard human cubit today is 450 millimetres. The Egyptian cubit was 530 millimetres. But if you used an antediluvian cubit, she would have been the second largest ship ever built. Wow. So, look up the Seawise Giant. And that's the largest one. And you're looking at a ship that big. So, not really that hard to believe at all. That's an impressive answer. Thank you for answering that. And we'll have a quick song break. And then we'll be back with our free gift. Now behind No more need to be brave For though we walked through darkest night Now we walk into endless day Oh, 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 
You have been listening to Melissa Otto. Can you hear? Can you hear? I can hear. Can you? Can you hear the voice of God? That's the question we all need to ask, that isn't it? That is the question we yeah, all need to ask. Absolutely. Can we hear the voice of God? All right. So what have we got for we are giving away today, Mon? We are giving away a book that was inspired by our happiness segment earlier today. It is The Happiness Digest by Ellen White. Yes, of course. So Happiness Digest by a lady that we we're talking about who spoke mm-hmm. a lot about happiness. Yeah. So it says, you know, when happiness seems beyond your reach and problems weigh you down, where do you turn? Millions of people have found the answer in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Happiness Digest shows how you too can experience his joy. One of the most widely translated books in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, a classic, an all-time classic on really simple steps on how you can get closer to Jesus and achieve true happiness in your life. So and if you are looking to be happy, then give us a call. And was written by the most translated female author of all time. This, that's because this, as the most, this is the one of her books that is the most translated of all of her books. Right here. Mm-hmm. It's a lovely book and you can get hold of it. In fact, we're doing a special offer today. We're not just giving away to the first caller. We're going to give away to every caller who comes through. Okay, so we are celebrating World Happiness Day today in Day. style. Mm-hmm. Just give us a call. 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491 if you'd like to get this book on Steps to Christ called The Happiness Digest or send us a message on Facebook and we will send one out to you. Even jump on our website. It's the first time we've ever done that. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a happy occasion. We need to celebrate happiness. And happiness comes by giving things away. And it's just made me happy just talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Everybody can have one today. It made me really happy researching this topic today. So if you jump on our website, faithfm.com.au, you can also email us and we will send you a copy. So or give us a call. Just give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. We want everybody to be happy who is listening to Amen. the show. On a possibly different radio. Yes. Now, of course, if you are listening to the show and you are struggling with the signal, then what do you do? How do you solve that problem? Very easy. All you need to do is download the TuneIn app, which is free to download. And once you've got it, you can just search for Faith FM Australia and you can listen to the live stream anywhere on the planet. And you can even just jump on the um, on the website, faithfmaustra.com.au, mm-hmm. faithfm.com.au, mm-hmm. and you can listen to the live stream on the website as well. There you go. And, of course, if you'd like to know more about the Bible, then give us a call or get in contact with us. We would love to help you learn more about Jesus Christ and His message as it is found in the Bible. So we can set up Bible studies for you, online correspondence, small group, one-on-one, however you would like to do it. We'll be back tomorrow morning with our next show after the 7 o'clock news. Thank you so much for joining us. And, Lyle, once again, I just want to say happy birthday. And you have a happy day too. Thank you. Thank you.